0: Hi, everyone. This is the Hearsay podcast. My name is Saya. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode number 47 and my guest today is the incredible Welsh singer Kate Le Bon. I chatted to Kate before her Brisbane show in December and we did kind of a short one because Kate had a cold and we were very mindful of the fact that talking might make it worse. So we tried to have a quiet chat over a cup of tea in her hotel room and I'm just so grateful that she still wanted to do the podcast. Um, I've been listening to her newest album Reward a lot this year and it was so nice to be able to ask her some questions about the writing and recording of it if you haven't heard it go listen immediately it's a masterpiece uh, just on a side note kate talks about welsh bands gookie psychotic monkey and dat bluggy so in case you want to look them up or need to know the spelling i have listed their names in the show notes Kate's strange and very funny show experience was illustrated by Fred Armisen, who I did a podcast with a couple of episodes ago. He's a big Kate Lebon fan and his illustration is just perfect. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Fred. As always, you can see all the illustrations on Instagram at Hearsay Podcast or on the Hearsay Facebook page. Like and subscribe and leave a review if you have time. It's the nicest thing you could do for a podcast, uh, if it's a nice review, I guess, Uh, because it helps people be able to find it uh, by creating some kind of nice algorithms. So if you have a sec, help me create some nice algorithms for Hearsay uh, and I will love you forever. Here we go. Here is hearsay episode number 47, Kate LeBon. I feel like that's the the quickest way to my heart is to start listing (laughs) models of synthesizers. I like the DX7. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only uh, synth I
1: I care about.
0: That's great. Mm. Did Mm. you play a lot of DX7 on your records? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Is that the main synth?
1: I believe so. Um, We also had a Korg Delta. Oh, they're
0: great. Yeah. They're like the um, half string, half Mm. synth. Yeah. Yeah, but the... Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's fun a fun synth. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about synths for okay. the next hour, <laughs> but I feel like that's <laughs> maybe a waste of your time. Um, a lot of the time, I go back and I talk about origin story, and okay. I'm so interested because I've never talked to anyone um, from Wales before. Mm-hmm. So you obviously grew up there. Yeah. Did you have yeah. lots of like Welsh music in your house growing up, or did you have mainly, you know, the same sort of english british stuff that we had
1: yeah i mean my parents were english speaking Mm -hmm. um and so it was you know dad would play his music at the weekend and it would be you know neil young and a lot of crowded house um uh, which is why i am a a sucker for a good melody yeah um, i feel
0: like crowded house is so just intrinsically in people's minds i it's i incredible. love them yeah yeah
1: absolutely love them um it was the first gig i ever went to it was a, really? a crowded house gig in uh newport
0: wow yeah what do um, you remember about it
1: i remember being absolutely fascinated that um that they were real <laughs> 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 but But what made them really real to me was the fact that they were casting shadows on the wall. Oh. And I just kept looking at
0: the shadows, going, oh my God, they're really people. Really real. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that that's your memory. How old were you then? Uh, Oh God, I must have been
1: about nine. Um, And they just filmed a video for Locked Out in the back streets of Newport.
0: Amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that that's where that was filmed. Mm. There you go. That's some good <laughs> trivia. <laughs> so, um, did, so your parents were English-speaking. Did you have... Um, were either of your parents Welsh-speaking? Uh, no, my mum's from an English
1: uh, city called Warrington. And my dad is from a border um, town called hay which is on the border of Wales and England. And his father spoke Welsh. Okay. But his mother thought it was the language of the underclass and so oh
0: is that what it's like
1: over there um people have tried to marginalize the language for a long time you know yeah. but it's um on on the up and there's a real uh amazing youth culture in you know welsh language youth culture which is great um so i think it it made my dad lost his dad when he was in his 20s and i think he was kind of quite um I know I'm thinking in Welsh.
0: Uh, you just say it in Welsh. Pender I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh determined to um yeah. to kind of bring me and my sister up uh speaking Welsh, so we stayed in the same house for ever. They're still there, just so that we could go to the Welsh language wow. primary and then the Welsh language secondary school. Um
0: That's great. So you did your schooling all in mm-hmm. Welsh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say it's interesting that if your parents didn't speak Welsh to you, you know, you've written all these amazing songs in Welsh and... Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was I was obsessed with Super Superfairy Animals yeah. and when they recorded well, their Welsh album, it just blew my mind.
1: Yeah, but I don't think people really had the tolerance for music in any other language than English at mm. the time. And so I remember them being kind of... Um, remember one article saying that they were doing it just to be difficult but you know they were just writing in their mother tongue and they just uh, yeah I guess at the time there was a a, a real uh yeah lack like of tolerance for it but you know it's it's changed a lot recently I don't know whether it's because of labels like you know finders keepers and like yeah. in the attic and people yeah. have kind of become a consuming music in a different way maybe but um
0: i find it so fascinating i mean i i try to write because my i'm originally german mm-hmm. and i try to write just at least one song for every album in german but i find it uses a completely different part of my brain to it, write yeah. in german than it does in english
1: and s- style doesn't really translate no does not it, at all you know? and i think also i mean people say that you're a, you're a different person depending on the language yeah. you're speaking which is Which really freaks me out. It freaks me out too. But I think it might be true.
0: (laughs) I think it's true for me too. I I mean, I think your my essence is maybe. It feels weird talking about my essence, (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like my you know like my um, behaviors are the same, um, but I definitely can't express myself the exact same way.
1: Yeah, I feel I feel the same. And as much as I would love to, you know, I do attempt to write in Welsh, but. Um, because I write quite automatically and off the cuff. It isn't something that I can tap into as quickly. Yeah, and so I feel like I'm immediately compromised. You know, whereas me too. people like Griff Reese and Neros Childs and you know that bloody their Welsh lyrics are just so fluid and incredible. It, yeah. it's but it's really f- for me, it's really difficult. To do because it's such a floral and quite a stubborn language you know to
0: to kind of write in for
1: for me so um
0: i think german's the same and yeah. the sounds are not as um flowy you know in german mm. i think welsh is similar there's a lot of like like a lot yeah, of those sort yeah. of back yeah. of the mouth sounds <laughs> that's yeah. maybe not as beautiful <laughs> <laughs> but i remember when that um I don't know how to say it, but when that Super Furry Animals album came oh, mung. out, mung, yeah, I learnt some of it phonetically mm. and it sort of matched my the way that my mouth moves mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, the album's incredible. So there
1: was no, you know, mum and dad weren't really into the Welsh mm. language music scene. But from going to Welsh language secondary school, there were lots of young people organising... Welsh language gigs in really strange places you know. Um, like
0: what kind of places? You know, like
1: fields in the middle of nowhere oh, right. or, or rugby clubs in a strange you know town that was a 40 minute drive away but um, yeah I don't know it kind of felt um, like a secret club you know and yeah. it was exciting and it was you know and then for the soup free animals and the gorkies to kind of be on the teetering on the edge of Britpop but not ever really compromising themselves to yeah. to actually be a part of it was and I guess being exposed to that quite young was um yeah was amazing
0: so amazing mm. those two bands I felt made a massive impact on me when I was in school yeah so I can only imagine what it'd be like you know having yeah. being almost like a little sister to that community but they just had this amazing kind of disregard for for everything but they were so right on. I can sort of hear that that sense of freedom in your music, where you're very true to yourself and your own style. Um, do you think that growing up in that sort of community it brought that out in you? Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
1: There's, I think, there's a lot of Welsh bands of my generation who have this. There's not like a, a, a an audio thread of a scene, but there is that attitude of, you know, make the music that you. Um, want to make, and I think that does come from, you know, the the furries and the gorkies, yeah. Um, and then I guess, you know, getting into them, and then I got into. Have you ever listened to Dat Bluggy? No. Uh, I think they're my one of my all time favourite bands, and they're a, a two piece from from the West West Wales, and they did more John Peel sessions than any other band. Really. Mm
0: that's weird I don't, haven't heard yeah, them
1: but they're, they're incredible
0: what kind yeah. of vibe
1: uh like kind of you know drum machine casio keyboard oh. he's just an, an incredible
0: lyricist beautiful might be lost on a lot of people <laughs> but trust me <laughs> <laughs> so I really want to talk to you about your other creative endeavors because it's it seems like you seek out lots of other creative hobbies
1: yeah I mean ceramics I took up when I was living in L.A. and I just made Mug Museum. And I think because making music is not very tangible at times, I kind of lost the plot somewhat Mm -hmm. and needed to do something, (laughs) you know, quite grounding and um, found ceramics to be really meditative. And um, yeah, it's kind of great for the the noggin, you know. Um, Absolutely. And in terms of the furniture school that was kind of a bit of uh, a bigger commitment because it was a you know a, a year away from music which I made a choice to kind of just let it be for a little while um, because I think i had been doing it for so long I reached a point where I didn't know whether it was something habitual or something that I really loved doing and yeah. I was ready to just throw in the towel and not in like a dramatic way just in a (laughs) like oh maybe I don't you know yeah maybe I don't want to do this anymore and but it seemed like a a better idea once I guess that exit door had been drawn in my mind you know it it always existed and so you can kind of explore a bit more before you go through um and so it going to the school was you know it was pretty full-on physically and it was lots of homework and you know it was eight to six every day and i lived there by myself and it's all i thought about was chairs and you know wow and what kind of homework were you given just uh like cad stuff Mm -hmm. and designing projects and um and then but it allowed kind of this constant surveillance that had been on music ever since i can remember to be lifted and um, you know, I'd turn to the piano for joy or, you know, because I was feeling a bit sad or um, for cathartic reasons or whatever. And, um, yeah, so it was a good thing to do.
0: <laughs> Sounds amazing. I think it
1: was nice that it was a piano. I think I'd associated guitar with touring. Sure. So I bought a piano. Great. So that I could... Loophole. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, But it's rare that you'll kind of walk past a piano without sitting down for That's even true. like 10 seconds. Yeah. And, um,
0: Do you have a song when you sit down at a piano that you just play? Um, Mine's the Muppet Show theme. No, I don't think I can... I can't go past a piano without <laughs> playing the Muppet Show.
1: <laughs> My sister used to um, have a song that she'd play when she was really angry and she was angry <laughs> quite a lot. And so I kind of... If we heard the slamming of the door and then this like furious <laughs> like shake and or we'd not you know, wow. oh my god, oh my god, used um, to drive us mad. So I think that stopped me from having
0: having a song <laughs> a song because it was horrifying. Yeah, I don't think you could be mad and play the Muppet Show theme at the same time. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll maybe, try it yeah. next time. <laughs> You've said in interviews that when you were at furniture school, you listened to a lot of David Bowie. Yeah, and that was kind of the only thing you were listening to every morning. Uh,
1: I just started to think about music differently, and because the pressure had been taken off, I started to consume it differently as well. And you know, when you're by yourself, you can listen to the same song, yes, twenty times in a row, and no one's going to go, oh, yes, I'd, you know, stop that. Yeah, um, what's so, the last
0: song you did that with? Um. I do it all the time. I get obsessed. Oh, there's a Kay Leymar song called
1: Porcelain. Oh. And it's very short. It's not, you know, it's never enough. Yeah. So I could listen to it. Great. Um, And also, do you know an artist called Jack Name? No. He's got a new record coming out next year and he sent it to me. And there's a song on it called Carolina and it's unbelievable. And I can't stop listening to it.
0: Isn't it so nice when the song that you're obsessed with is someone that you know song yeah I've yeah. had that just a few times where I've just been obsessed with one of my friends mm-hmm. songs and it brings me such joy yeah no it's lovely isn't and it you but feel so so proud yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so you were at so back you're at the furniture house and you were yeah. you were listening to things over and over because nobody could tell you yeah, not to
1: and listen to a lot of jazz and listen to a lot of Mary J Leach and an artist called Adawi and group listening and um, a lot of Arthur Russell. But it was just lovely. I was kind of hadn't really listened to music like that for such a long time, you know, because I think you would start to dissect it and mm. uh, I don't know, you forget that there's a transference of joy that should come from listening to music. And yeah. I also Absolutely. kind of almost ruined that for myself as well. So it was it was great. That's and then, so nice. And then, in school, we'd have six music on and and i f- yeah, I found that to be really lovely, and also you know that again that lovely thing when one of your friends' songs comes on and yes. it feels
0: just really comforting and yes. you know yeah did you demo songs on the piano uh
1: yeah, to an extent, I'm not really one f- for demoing um just because I don't think I have the aptitude i don't know I'd rather just it's almost like. A scrapbook mm. rather than
0: demos, you know. So you just record it on your phone or something? Yeah, or just yeah, yeah. yeah. So have you have you ever had a home studio? No, um, it's not your thing.
1: I don't know. After making the last record, I did do a lot of vocals by myself, um, and also after we'd kind of used some bigger studios, we recorded a lot of it in Panoramic House up in um, North of San Francisco. And then we went to L.A. for a session and everything went horribly
0: Why? wrong. Oh, what
1: I think just a, a combination of like the the record had been written in quite a secluded place. And I was pretty attached to the songs in a way that I hadn't been previously, maybe. And then Panoramic House, it had been, you know, residential and there'd been, you know, such focus and, and a bubble and... And then we took it to LA and I think everything would just felt fragmented. Mm. People were leaving and coming back, coming in late or coming in with, you know, grumpy because something sure. had happened in the morning and it it just didn't feel like anything productive was happening. Um, aside from Josh Klinghoffer did some great oh, guitar yeah. during that time, but um, but other than that, it was... It was just quite a a frustrating period so summer and i took the record to the desert for a month and it was almost like we set up a home studio in an Mm. Airbnb, and it felt oh great just lovely and intimate and and it it's made me think that i should probably spend the time learning how to do shit for myself (laughs) (laughs) and and i mean that in yeah quite a broad way
0: i mean it is handy but then it's also it takes away that collaborative notion of making a record and and also I think what I find when I when I record my own stuff is that I lose perspective pretty easily or I just I'll just play like 20 tracks over and over yeah. each other and yeah. it's good to have someone around to go well maybe that only needs three you yeah, know true yeah um and I think spontaneity
1: maybe you might get lost if you're
0: laughing yeah. around with a yeah computer or whatnot. But, oh yeah um, and also I, i've said this so many times on the podcast but i get paralyzed by drum sounds i'll just mm. like listen to kick drums for and then i look at my watch i've been listening to kick drums for like 17 minutes and i go what, what just happened that's, that, so, that's okay no. <laughs> i could have just picked one and then you end up always with the same one you always use true i'm um, a bit like that with patches on the oh. dx7 oh yeah and then,
1: oh, you always go back to trying to remember the name of it um house in the forest (laughs) that's That's the best one that's my that's my secret (laughs) sound
0: (laughs) i love that i think i have some favorites on certain keyboards for sure i mean the dx7 is so hard to program you just have to rely on the presets yeah but they're all uh they're all great so yeah (laughs) it's okay (laughs) What's the What's the forest patch on reward? Have you got that patch on that album? I uh yeah, I mean <laughs> probably every song, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, it's I think it's all over it. You'll have to send me just a wave of it, so okay. I can. I'm interested. Yeah, <laughs> listening to your record was so beautiful, and I found it really h- hard to work out how you worked out the instrumentation for it. Mm. Some of it is so out of my realm of what I would put in songs. Um, Did you have a really clear grasp of what you wanted it to sound like when you were writing it?
1: Um, In a a way, yeah, but it was kind of hard to get to that point. And on previous records, I think the songs hadn't been so formed so instrumentation could sometimes manipulate the form of the song and so spontaneity and kind of it was you know a little bit more chaotic which I was really into then um but I think on this record because the songs had been like living with me for you know some of them a year and I'd played them so much on the piano and they become quite solid structures that they dictated when we went into the studio and it was I mean it was hard because stuff I would normally do naturally just wasn't flying and
0: oh wow so it was
1: a lot harder to kind of sit down and craft the parts yeah and
0: how did you um, know that they weren't flying it just just didn't feel wrong it felt Mm. obtuse you know
1: and there's no point being obtuse um you know the I think we were just trying to serve the songs you know um so it was quite a a lengthy process you know kind of becoming comfortable with that to begin with that we had to take a different approach um and then yeah spending time kind of you know really crafting parts and but without it getting too crowded Mm. or trying to remove the superfluous but still have there's still quite a lot going on it just yeah. seems to interlock you know
0: it definitely feels like that it fe- it doesn't feel um empty but it doesn't feel hectic mm. i was saying to a friend the other day i love that there's so much saxophone on it because whenever whenever i hear saxophone in a song it sounds like surprise saxophone like yeah. I, I never <laughs> i would never ever pick saxophone as an instrument um, to put on any songs. So I every time I hear one, I'm like, wow, it's a saxophone. Yeah. Did you have that in mind when you were writing? Yeah, I, l- I love the saxophone-synth combo.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, DX7 <laughs> and sax. Yeah, the DX7 saxophone patch is under par, you know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's disappointing, but it serves to highlight how great the other patches are. It's so, good. At, yeah. It's a companion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Steve who played bass on the record as well he he played saxophone but he i'll sing him
0: the parts and he'll just play him Mm. which is great it's (laughs) amazing that's so good that's the kind of musician you want yeah um and we have to talk about our beautiful darling friend stella who who introduced us um I i mean she gets mentioned all the time because she's just the greatest human being yeah Um, But she played on your record and she's played with you quite a bit. Yeah. um, I just, I love, I love working with her and
1: Stella and Steve are probably the best kitchen that I've ever, you know, played with. Yeah. Played together so incredibly well. Um, Amazing. And just, she has absolutely no ego. Yeah. Um, And that's (laughs) it's quite... Can be quite rare with drummers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've said it. <laughs>
0: You've said it. You've really said oh, it. No I've It's said out it. there. Can't um, take it with back. Some
1: some drummers, you no, know. No, I know but, what um, you mean. She serves the song. It's not about mm. her, it's about no. serving the song. And she always does, you know, such in- incredible stuff and sometimes it's the simplest thing, but it absolutely makes the song, you know, so I agree. Um, and it's a beautiful thing, you know, making uh music with someone you know you love and you trust and you can be vulnerable around and um i'm gonna spend a month with her in february she
0: told me because we've
1: never worked just the two of us and um you know there's always been someone else or you know a go-between or so i think it's gonna be a really um beautiful
0: that's gonna be amazing and just in her studio yeah perfect Probably drink a lot of orange wine and yes. do absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's, that's good for the soul. I once yeah. um, flew her to New York to write some music with me when I was mm. there, and we spent I think she was there for maybe five days. Mm. We spent four days just like walking around talking about our feelings, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then the last day we were like, oh, we better better do some music. Yeah, and we made this song it it's such a funny song and somebody has like taken it and run with it and mm. it's like been incredibly it's made us a lot a lot of money in a weird way yeah and i just find it so funny that um that we did nothing for 5 days and then we we Roll did something hit. yeah it's not a hit at all <laughs> you said it was a hit no you said <laughs> You, i think he said smash it it's it's made us money in funny ways like it's been in lots of tv shows and Sweet. ads and stuff and it's got like a bongo solo in it wow. um she yeah. has not told me this <laughs> just talk about your feelings for three weeks and four days and then make uh, a smash hit <laughs> <laughs> Um, so really quickly, I want to ask you about your experience with John Cale and the orchestra. Mm. Tell me about that. What was that like? Um, I mean, I love John Cale.
1: Yeah, like I, the Velvet Underground, great. Yes, but John Cale's solo music is um, sings to me in a different way. You know? Yeah, and and so I was. Furniture school, I was working on something and I got this email and it said, John Kayla's looking for you. Whoa. And and I've never experienced a reaction to anything. Well, I guess nothing like that's happened to me before. (laughs) (laughs) But I just started shaking and crying. Oh my gosh. uh, um, Which sounds kind of pathetic. No. um, Because it said, John Kayla's looking for you. I thought, oh "Oh my God, what have I done? Like if I ripped one of his songs off, oh, <laughs> oh my God, he's going to take me to court. Um, the guy, Graham, who was the teacher on the, he taught all the skills. He was like, what's wrong with you? And I tried to explain to him he didn't know who John Kill was. <laughs> Could you,
0: like, give him an example of someone that he loved? We boiled it down to if he was asked to play
1: Football with West Ham. That's oh, okay. the only way I yeah, could. That makes sense. And he seemed like, he got it. He was like, all oh, right. But it was really frustrating <laughs> that no one immediately around me could understand. <laughs> so I think I texted Stella. Yeah. And then I started freaking out, going, oh, this is a joke. Someone's pranking me because I lived alone. <laughs> so then I kept texting Stella saying, is this, do you think this is a joke? She's like, you're oh, mental. Um, It was Bananas. Wow. And then it happened again recently where he asked me to rehearse with him in the band in L.A. for five days to go and play three shows in Paris. And that was, you know, wonderful to kind of spend more time with him and see him kind of work. I guess trying to collate a set list from everything that he's done. And how he likes to kind of sabotage his own songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Did
0: what do we what were you doing in in France? Uh well I ended up
1: learning thirty songs. Whoa. And playing guitar and singing and um so I guess I was part of the band, I think. That's amazing. I accidentally Did you sing
0: band. any Nico songs?
1: No, and do you know what? I thought when I was first asked I thought, Oh, here we bloody go. I'm gonna <laughs> So I've got <laughs> This voice. <laughs> First, you thought oh, you're gonna he,
0: get arrested. Yeah,
1: so he <laughs> he um sang, ship fools, Buffalo Ballet, Amsterdam, oh gideon's Bible. Wow. Some of, you know some of my f- yes. favorite songs. And what a great experience. Yeah, it was crazy. And in the when we were in LA recently, he came into the kitchen when we were all having lunch, and he was he said, oh. I've been told you've got to do Sunday morning. I was like, okay. He was like, well, I'm not singing it, you are. I was oh, like, oh my God. Okay. And he went, do you need lyrics? You're like, and I like oh, I guess so. <laughs> but I went, oh yeah, okay. And, and, and then we tried it in the rehearsal, and he just started taking the piss out of my accent, <gasps> even though we have the same accent. <laughs> and then he kind of, started playing it like a child because he really didn't want to do that song so he didn't do so it, was, it it was scrapped
0: oh. yeah. what was the um the part of the song where he laughed at your accent because uh, i would call sunday
1: morning <laughs> 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 and he thought that was hilarious
0: <laughs> that is pretty good yeah. Um mm. oh i'm sad you didn't get to sing it in front of people though that would have mm. been amazing people would have loved that
1: Maybe. Um,
0: it's a great song.
1: but Yes, yeah, beautiful. Mm. But um, I did do Big White Cloud, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Yes. So that was put in, wow. put in a register that was kind of underwhelming. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and I didn't have the kind of gumption to say, oh, can we just move it up a few? So it was like almost inaudible. <laughs>
0: We um, ha- I yeah. did the the band that I sometimes play in Regurgitator. Mm. Um, actually, that's Stella to it in that band as well with me. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, we did this performance of uh the Velvet Underground and Nico album, mm. and I did all the Nico songs. And all tomorrow's parties was so low, <laughs> and I really had to like I had to move my hand to get to the low notes. Mm. I really had to be like so what (laughs) car and and the last phrase of that verse is like so low that I almost had to be like cry behind the door (laughs) 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 every night I was so deeply ashamed that I couldn't reach that (laughs) night (laughs) it's hard it's her voice was very low Mm. Anyway, um, I'm going to ask you my very last question, which is the question I ask everyone. (laughs) What is your strangest show experience? Uh, So it was probably first tour
1: of America and it was loads, loads of fun. It was, you know, me and my friends in a van. We didn't really know what we were doing, but... um, know we were getting to the shows and you know you'd play in places maybe three people would turn up sometimes and but you know it was it was fine and my best friend delmi he was toe managing just for a laugh and we got to austin to play a show and it kind of was looking like no one was gonna turn up at all so we you know Took advantage of drink tickets and <laughs> happy hour. Fuck it, you know, no one's going to be there anyway. <laughs> Went round to a bar around the corner and then kind of came back 20 minutes before we played and, you know, there were about 50, 60 people there. Panic drank more whiskey sour. <laughs> Free pour. Oh, no. Don't get that in Wales. No, you know.
0: nor Australia.
1: Mm. And then uh got, you know, got quite cocky uh, and tried to get on someone's shoulders for a solo. <laughs> Just a stranger? Yeah, well, I thought it was a, I thought, cause I was, like, I think at that point, like crazy drunk that it was, I thought it was climbing onto the shoulders of a strong man, but it turned out to be a very small woman. <laughs> <laughs> I got on her shoulders and she went down like a sack of shit. no. And so did I because I was on her shoulders. And and tell me my best friend had gone to the toilet before this had happened and he came out to just (laughs) confusion of me lying on top of this tiny woman (laughs) with a broken guitar. Her glasses were totally smashed. No. Mm. And then... Like having to awkwardly get off her by pushing on her <laughs> <laughs> and picking up the guitar and um
0: How broken was your guitar?
1: It was um I couldn't play it the next day, I don't think.
0: <laughs> oh no. And it was
1: like I was so horrified yes. that this had happened. Um
0: what, wait, I need to go back to. So you you pushed yourself up off the yeah, woman and by that, pushing on her, mm, and then what happened? Got,
1: got back on stage, and I think I said, "I can't believe he dropped me." <laughs> and then <laughs> the band went, "Kate, that <laughs> is a small woman." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was horrifying, and I felt so. Awful about it for like the rest of the tour, and this guitar that I'd been lent by Gibson was broken. And every time I looked at it, it just made me feel just racked with this horrible guilt of having been such a twat, you know.
0: Did you get to Um, apologise to her?
1: Yeah, and I I can't really remember how it went down, but she kept trying to give me a driving licence. What? I don't know. (laughs) I don't. Did you keep it? No, I, I didn't really want it. (laughs) But <laughs> but a weird reaction um, to, you've
0: just <laughs> crushed me. <laughs> she
1: was very concussed.
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> you didn't hurt yourself. You just broke your guitar.
1: Yeah, and I broke her glasses as well, which I felt oh. terrible about. You yeah,
0: know? that's um, <laughs> a rough night for her. She just came wanting to enjoy some beautiful Welsh music. <laughs> and she got, um, she got attacked. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but
1: yeah, never attempting anything like that since you know and never not often have I drank <laughs> like that before a gig um and certainly not these days you know very very professional outfit these days
0: I yeah. sense that yeah <laughs> that's a great story and thank you so much for taking the time to oh, talk to so me. you're so welcome thank
1: you